This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where personal spiritual growth is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. How's it going, practitioners? Dang, that was high. Like a mouse. (laughs) When I go back and edit these... You you always have this huge lead up to whatever your intro is. <gasps> Every time. I always get a little You know why Clayton I do that? You breathe know, in you know so that I can cut it off. And you you know why it. I do that? Why? Because literally like a month ago, you were like, our, our intros aren't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were fine before. I mean, go listen to the Liturgist podcast, one of the greatest podcasts of all times, and they're like really slow coming in. Yeah, it's really real like, mellow. And yeah. I'm like, I thought that was fine. Well, it's just we're not going for that kind of podcast. No, but I mean, this one was meant to be. I mean, I wrote the music for the intros, well, and you specifically yeah. told me to write this one to be more chill, more mellow, yeah, and I'm more like, ethereal. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I did. So now you're getting I don't, mad. Don't get on me. Don't get on me. This is our this is our least performing podcast. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so I'm like, I'm just trying to make it Honestly, better. if you guys listen to this, you're the real ones. Yep. You are the real ones. You're the real you're ones. You're a true practitioner. Yeah. Okay. But well, we're doing another episode on prayer. Um, and this one does involve prayer. Um, but it also involves some other things as well. Um, or the lack of involvement in other things. Yeah, so that's the deal. We're talking about fasting. And fasting, I think, you know, a lot of people miss this when they talk about it. But so we get fasting in a few different places in the Old Testament. You do get the occasion of the Daniel fast. Yeah. That seems, you know, that, and that's there, and I don't want to negate that because it is there. But that's also a really unique thing. Yeah. I I struggle to even call it fasting because he prays three times a day. It's more. Never mind. And and he just chooses not to eat meat. Yeah. Because he wants to be different than the Babylonians. It's more abstinence than it is fasting. Correct. So, but I don't want to negate what he's doing there. It's fine by me, right? Like, no, yeah, absolutely. To go in that way, hundred percent. Let me just say that the Catholics who kind of came up with this language call that abstinence, not fasting. Correct. Um, so, so the other thing that I would say is, I almost feel like we've gotten a little bit too loose with the idea of fasting. I would also agree. Because I know a lot of people, right, we we fasted for Lent. And once again, I wouldn't even really call it fasting. We just gave something up for Lent. Yeah. But it wasn't really fasting. But I know people who will say they will fast from coffee. Yeah. 
and just pray a little bit extra and call that fasting. It's not really the same. It's I don't, and here's the deal. Don't, I don't want to negate what they're attempting no, to do. No, absolutely not. It's still very admirable. Yes. It's still honoring to God to sacrifice anything for him as an act of worship. 100%. I just want it to be in its own category. I don't know no. that it's fasting. Fascinating. Fasting for me, and I think for for most people, um, is the idea that replace one thing with prayer. Um, that's like when you see people fasting food, right? They replace meals with times of prayer. Yeah. Um, so it, true fasting does two things. And I will say this is one where I'm much more okay with it is when people do like social media or technology fast mm. because it actually accomplishes a huge part of it in providing time for you, extra time for you to go pray. Yeah. Now, here's the part where it fails. Outside the Daniel fast, most of the time we see people fasting, specifically when we see Jesus fasting for 40 days uh, in the desert. Yeah. Fasting is putting you in a position where you say, God, if I don't hear from you, I'm literally going to die. Yeah. That your voice, your answer matters so much to me that I will die. If I don't hear from you. Yeah. So it needs to accomplish two things. It fasting is about the urgency and sacrifice that comes with needing to hear a word from the Lord, as well as creating time and space for you to devote extra time to the Lord in order for you to get your answer. Yeah. So what is fasting if you hadn't figured it out? Most people, fasting is giving something up to make time for prayer. Yeah. Now, the reason I say we've gotten a little bit too loose with fasting is because for a lot of people, they give something up and don't pray anymore. Mm. Well, you're kind of defeating the purpose. Yep. You're kind of defeating the purpose there. Because um, if you don't add prayer to it, it's just sacrifice. Yeah. It's not Which, prayer. Again, extremely valid. Something you need to do. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hindering that at all. It's just not fasting. Yeah, it's something else. Um, we we have to be very careful with the language there. Yep, I would agree. So, why is it important? Jesus talks quite a bit about it. Jesus actually goes so far as to say, in one place in the New Testament that some things only come through prayer and fasting. Mm, mm-hmm. So how literal do you read that? Um, I'm not sure, but I do think it really taps into that when you're willing to give up your food, mm. it kind of matters to you. And you've somehow reached a place where you're truly seeking God with your whole heart. Yeah. Because you're willing to give up your food, the thing that sustains you outside of the Lord, you're willing to give it up for the Lord. You know, and this is a valuable practice for everyone to do, but um, for my Enneagram sixes out there, extremely valuable practice for you. Um, Because you're, and this is one of those upstream practices that we talked about in our Enneagram series. Yep. 
you're literally giving up the thing that gives you life, right? And without this, you're probably having a lot of anxiety, like my body's not functioning the way that it's supposed to, right? And you're having to fully rely on God to make sure your body functions like it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, and that's true for everyone. It's just especially true for my sixes out there. But well, I think it's especially true for threes as well because oh, yeah, I guess so. If if your body's not performing, you're not performing. Yeah. So with all that being said, if you if you've never fa- like truly fasted before, you gotta you gotta try it. You gotta do it. It's extremely life giving. It it'll, it'll it might change your life. Yeah. I used to, when I first got into ministry, I used to fast every Thursday. Um, and I experimented with it, experimented with it in different ways, but I used to fast every Thursday because every new kid that I met in youth ministry, the next day I fasted three meals and spent 45 minutes that I would have spent making and eating those meals every day praying for those kids that I met the day before. Um, I used to do it on Wednesdays. I'd spend the whole day praying and fasting for the coming service, that kind of thing. But I just, I, I found that I got the most fruit from it and felt most in tune with the Lord the next day when I could spend the day praying for them praying that God would water the seed that he planted. Um, and so I fasted a lot. Um, I've done a lot of seven-day fasts. Um, I've done some 10-day fasts. The longest fast I've ever done is 16 days. No food, um, just water. And those are hard. Um, I'll be really honest. Those are really hard. Yeah. 16-day fast. If you get outside of 14 days, no You're food. getting in dangerous place, like physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's hard. You're getting into like malnourishment. like Potentially. Poten- I mean, your body can really go 30 somewhat, like right around right. 30 days without food. So I was about right at half of that, right? Um, But it really becomes hard. I mean, even the first couple of days... You're, you're pretty okay. Um, at about a week, you're really feeling it. It's, it's starting to become a thing. Um, and then by two weeks and on, you're, you're really feeling it. I've never done a 21 day fast, full fast. I've done, I've done a Daniel fast for 21 days, but I've never done a a full 21 day, no food at all fast. I do know people that have, I can only imagine that's really difficult. Um, but I think it does, it reminds you of devotion. Yeah. I mean, when you're giving up your food, when you're in this constant state of want, yeah. for me, what I try to do is that as I'm hungry and I want, I put myself, I put my mind wanting and craving God. Yeah. Um, as David says, God, my soul longs for you. My soul 
thirsts for you that all I want in these moments are you. I don't care about food. I don't care about what's going on here. I don't care about my earthly needs. Yeah. I just want you. No. I mean, fasting in and of itself um, is a pretty self-explanatory thing, right? Um, And all I can say, and I'm going to reiterate this, if you haven't done it, you got to. Yeah. Not, Not for... Uh, salvation or or to earn grace or whatever like that's not what i'm saying uh i'm saying that if you haven't done it you got to do it for your relationship with your with the lord yep um you will see great change by the end of it um i fast food um partially for lent um and coming off of that i can tell you yeah very life-giving. Um, I experienced some some things happen in my life that and, and some restoration and some deliverance from, from some things um, that honestly, I don't think I would have gotten other than otherwise. Well, that's Jesus, right? He says there are some things that only come through prayer and fasting. Yeah. Um, that's a different kind of ball game, man. It is. Um, There's a a lot of these prayer practices that we're going to talk about, and all of them are important in their in their own right. But this is one that Jesus specifically mentions. (laughs) Yeah, you're not going to catch Jesus talking too much about fixed hour prayer, which we're going to talk about next week. But and I do that one regularly. But yeah, me too. But you catch him talking about fasting quite a bit, and. He even goes so far as to say, and this is one this is one thing that we should probably talk about. Mm-hmm. Jesus goes so far as to say that in some of these prayer practices that are more outward, that be careful of your reasoning for doing them. Yeah. Jesus actually goes so far as to have this little metaphor, parable, or story where he says, Don't let your right hand know what the left is doing. It's like, hey, don't don't go about just like telling everybody you're doing this because if you're doing it so that everybody else knows and gives you kudos, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is about. Nope. You should be doing this for me. Yep. Um, I think that's so true, especially in these these kind of outward practices. We can we can really easy easily fall into the like holier than thou kind of moments. Yeah, um, for sure. And like, oh, I'm doing this. What are you doing, right? And something that you and I talked a lot about through this last Lenten season was don't um, forsake community for the discipline either. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, If if you're in a time of fasting, um, I would say... Don't put yourself in a position where somebody could offer you food and potentially get you out of that. Um, Don't put yourself in a place of temptation. Don't, um, or put yourself in a place where you could get on that high horse. 
um, I would say try to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah. It's temporary. Yeah. Um, so don't put yourself in a place of community. You're not, you're not forsaking community. You're just taking that time with God. Yeah. Um, you're communing with God instead of with your community. Um, because otherwise you might be tempted. Um, yeah. I do think Clayton's point about do not forsake community for the sake of the discipline is important because a lot of times we can get caught up in I've got to do this discipline yeah. for discipline's sake, which really misses the point. It does. The disciplines are life-giving. Yeah. Um, as is community. Yeah. Um, don't forsake community for the sake of the discipline. It's just not the way we want to go about it. So I did want to affirm Clayton in that moment. Like, that is so true. Do, do not forsake community for the sake of the discipline. And again, this isn't a practice that we're saying that you have to do. Yeah, so that's my point that I want that I want to go to now. I understand that we're talking about, like, something that can have health effects upon people. Yeah. If you have health problems... Do not do this. Do not fast. This, like... If you're pregnant... Yeah, do not fast. If you have things going on with your body, do not fast. If you decide to do this regularly, don't break your fast with a massive meal. Oh, God, no. That's the um, mistake a lot of people make. If you decide to do this consistently, give your body time to adjust. Like There are elements of how this can and will affect your body if you choose to do this yeah. and we're not naive to those, like don't, don't think that that fasting won't have effects on your body. Yeah. It will, you will lose weight. You will, you will have things happen if you do not do this correctly. And, and also um, just disclaimer, um, if you exercise a lot, yeah. Um, and like that's something that you find life giving before you decide to fast, decide which one's more important. Understand that if you fast, you will not be able to exercise the way that you normally do. Um, if at all. Yeah. Which is crazy because when I was doing some of my most fasting, I was working out every day with college athletes. Mm. Um, and when I would go on big, like two week long fasts, I couldn't work out. Yeah. Um, so if you exercise a lot, um, decide which one you want to do. Um, yeah. Because exercise, I do believe, could be a worship practice. Um, well, I think so. You're, you're taking care of your body, right? Like yep. that's, in, that's important. Yep. You're taking care of the, the physical image of God, right? Yep. Um, the, the physicality piece there. That's really important. But um, you, you have to decide for you in that moment which is more important do you want to fast or do you want to work out yeah and the last thing that i would say is if you are going to fast make sure you're taking vitamins oh yeah um we get a lot (laughs) we get a lot of nutrients nourishment and nutrition that our bodies need from the food that we eat when you stop eating that, when you stop eating, it doesn't mean that your body still doesn't need those vitamins. No. 
you still have to give your body those vitamins, even if you're going to fast. If if you woke up tomorrow and said, hey, I'm just not going to eat at all for the next 21 days, or even seven days. Seven days is a long time. Your body would suffer just in vitamin D deficiency and iron deficiencies and and calcium. Yeah, calcium, that's another good one. A um, lot of ways in which that would happen. And depending on what your diet normally like which normally diet normally consists of even in seven days, you might begin to experience joint pains. If you eat a lot of like food that, uh, if you eat like a, a lot of fish, like, yeah, it's got omega like threes, you'll start to feel that in your joints. Yeah. Um, changing your diet can have serious effects on your body. And I, I don't want to have this conversation without you being aware of that. Yeah. Like if you if you have pre-existing medical medical conditions, I would highly suggest you talk to your doctor before yes. you embark upon doing a fast. And that mean that could mean anything, right? Um I would even suggest that you talk to uh if if you have um like extreme depression or anxiety. Mm. Um, yeah, giving up food for that good. long, yeah. that may not be a good thing for you either. Um, so consult professionals. Um, it is, it's a tough thing, and honestly, not everyone um, is not necessarily not built for it, but that not everyone can sustain that for long periods of time. Yep, I would agree with that. The final thing that I would want to say is like in anything, start small. Yeah. If you're going to fast, fast a meal. One fast, meal. Yeah, one meal. Fast, um, you know, um, dinner. Yeah, dinners. Uh, don't do breakfast because a lot of people don't eat breakfast anyways. Yeah. <laughs> do, yeah. Do, do dinner because like, most dinner. people do eat, eat dinner. And just say, hey, I'm not going to eat anything after 6 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, do that and, and roll with it and give it a shot. And then after you've got that down, say, okay, maybe I'm going to try two meals and then a day and then two days and five days and you go about and, or you do one meal for five days, you know, a, one meal per day for five days, you know, get creative with it, figure out how it works, but start small. Don't jump all the way into this and, and think that, you know, what you're doing is admirable. It is, but we still need to be smart with our bodies. Our bodies yeah. are there and our bodies tell us things that we need because we need them. So we can't just forsake what our body's telling us and what our doctors are telling us and those kinds of things for the sake of the discipline. The discipline there is to give us life, not to take away our life.